freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Today we're doing a series called American, talking about the can-do spirit that is part of our American DNA. Absolutely. And our lives have just been completely turned upside down with this COVID-19 season. And we're hearing about all the things that we can't do and the places that we can't go. Well, we're reaching out to experts in their area to talk to us about ways that we still can learn and grow, train and connect and expand our freedoms in ways that maybe we never even thought about before. And our guest today is Jason Jameson. Now, Jason, uh, full disclosure, is our son-in-law, and he is the co-founder of Lost Gravity Games. In the age of video games, board games have made a huge comeback as people have become hungry for more in-person interactions and social get-togethers. Family business runs deep in this group, and Jason's co-founder, who we wish could have been here with us today, is his cousin, Clint Bishop. Together, Jason and Clint started Lost Gravity Games in 2019 to create and promote board games. Welcome to the show, son-in-law. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Jason. So, first of all, I just have to ask, I mean, why are they called board games? They're not boring at all. <laughs> right you're right you're right that's a good point uh, sometimes they, they're called tabletop games so maybe you'd want to call them that instead yes okay i like that i'm gonna actually write that down i did not know that i'm learning things already so yeah. where did the idea which by the way i love the name lost Thank gravity you. games where I did the too. idea come from uh have you always just had a passion for game playing um, wh- where did all this originate? So it kind of started because of this little box right here, uh, this relic game. Um, so Clint and I got together uh, a while back because I was working night shifts a couple years back and just really not able to interact with people very much. And, you know, I was asleep when everybody else was awake. And so I started just looking for ways to be able to interact with people um, as much as possible and stumbled upon a video YouTube series about board games. And it kind of just sparked something in me that I'm like, oh man, I didn't realize there was like this whole new world of board games now. Like it's not just Monopoly and Clue anymore. There's like just a huge market out there for it of new stuff. Uh, So that kind of started my passion for it. And I started buying some new stuff, new games. And Clint got involved in that and 
the two of us really like jumped on playing new games and getting into that. So then we decided we wanted to try our hand at making our own game. So we created Relic and uh, we've been fine tuning that for through the years here. And we wanted to build a company around that board game uh, in order to possibly put it on Kickstarter or, you know, market it some way. And so that's kind of where Lost Gravity came from was to promote Relic. And um, we just decided because Relic is about time travel. You're going through space and like pieces of time have been lost. So just the name Lost Gravity kind of stuck out of a, a couple different names. So that's that's kind of the story behind the, the company. You mentioned uh, time travel. We're going to have to talk about that someday, Jason. No, uh-uh. no. <clears throat> not happening. This is a taboo topic in our family because we start going down that rabbit hole of okay so if you go back in time and you meet yourself but never mind we're not even gonna all right would you even like yourself right would you even like yourself let's not go there (laughs) um and so i want to talk more about relic but you know when we talk about you know you created something out of nothing that entrepreneurial spirit i just absolutely love i love that there's a a connection and a theme between your first game. I assume it's your first of more to come. Right. And your your name and then your logo. I love your logo. I don't know if you can either grab that little sticker behind you or sh- show us your shirt. It's so cool. Yeah, bring that close to the camera. So explain to us what that, because there's a lot going on in a very small space. So it's yeah. a space helmet. Yeah, so it's an astronaut helmet, um, so you can tell they're in space, and then the dice kind of give the idea of board games, and everybody knows dice are involved with games, so yeah, we, we, we reached out to somebody with kind of a vague idea of the logo, and they did a fantastic job of, uh, of putting it together and making it what it is now. I mean, that is just high quality, top notch, and I think that uh, sometimes not only conveys to uh, the people that will be your customers that you've really thought things through and that this is, this is, there's something going on here. This isn't just kind of like a, you know, a little side hobby thing. This is something that, that has some legs, but I think it also conveys it back to the actual entrepreneur that, yeah, I, I really have something here. Uh, do you feel like you had a reaction when you started seeing things really materialize that the more it materialized, the more it encouraged you? Absolutely. So I'm going to give full credit for the the high quality of our logo and um, making it what it is to Clint. He He's v- very much the detailed oriented uh, type between the two of us. You know, I'm the one that's just kind of like, let's throw something out there and, and get moving. And Clint's really like, I want to know the details. I want things to look precise and exact. And so, um, yeah, he's, he, it's good. We balance our, our, each other really well that way. Um, and so, yeah, we, we made the board game and Clint and I worked really hard on that. And so now this quarantine stuff started and it was kind of hard for us to get together and work on anything. Um, you know, coming up with ideas was really difficult when we're separated like that. And so I kind of took this time to build our social media presence and I'm working on that currently. Uh, so I'm posting up things almost every day now about different board games that I'm playing and ways that people can just have some fun with each other right now. 
and just trying to promote our name a little bit and get us out there. And so it's been really awesome to see, like I've been retweeted and I've been liked by some of the people that make the games that are behind me. And so that's been super awesome to see. And I'm, it makes me really glad that we started out with getting like a really nice professional looking logo. And it just feels good when I know that that's what we're presenting to the world when, uh, when I'm posting stuff out. So I have to ask, who's the better board player, you or... Oh, I mean, well, I mean, Quint's not here to defend himself, so that's not a super fair question. But I mean, honestly, we we go back and forth pretty pretty good. But I usually edge out most. Let of me it. see. I think I can figure it out. He who reads the instructions mm-hmm. and explains a game is the one that will win the game, huh, Jason? Why don't you teach me a game next time, Dan? Then I'll we'll teach see you. if you can win. I'm- I am teaching you a game. Okay. <laughs> the game of life. Lame of life, yes. The yeah. lame of the life. The lame of life, yes. <laughs> no, that's and that's a little beh- peek behind the scenes because, of course, being our, our son-in-law, we spend a lot of time together, and he has just become naturally our game master, and he finds these awesome games, and he brings them, and he's like, okay, now, I'm going to teach you guys how to play this. And, of course, we're like, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm, right. sure. As we're looking at our cell phone and nodding and acting like Every we pay time. attention. And then as soon as we learn the game, guess what happens? He, he pit, pulls out the rule book and says, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. There's or, this new rule that I forgot to read to you, and we're on to you, Jason. Or we are on to you. Now it's time for a new game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you guys end up beating me ever, then I have to pull out a new game so that I can keep winning. So totally. The only thing we that's can what it's really you. all about. The only thing we can beat you at Monopoly. Is that even a yeah. game anymore? Oh, it's true. <laughs> so um, getting back to Relic just for a minute. So when you create a board game, because this is not my world, right? Dan and I are entrepreneurs and we love thinking up business ideas and, and you know, bringing them to life. But so a board game, is it kind of like, oh, inspiration hit, the light bulb literally comes up above my head and I have the whole thing all in one go. Is that how that works? Absolutely not. <laughs> At least not in our case. Maybe there's people out there that are able to just have a thought and just make it into a full-fledged game in one go. But Clint and I, I mean, Relic has gone through so many different changes and like the core of the game changed several times as far as what like the goal was. Um, but one thing that I think is cool and, and re- reflects itself in a lot of the games that I play is there's like certain core mechanics to games. And so if you know like certain things about other games, then they kind of mesh with, with uh, new games. So they'll take like one thing about dice with this game and another thing about money with this game and then they'll mash them together and so if you know, knew those two other games, you know how to play this new one. So, um, but of course, there's also new things coming out all the time that you've never seen before, which is also exciting. But yeah, it's, it's, we sat down and we had like, I think for us, we started with the theme. We really wanted something time travel related, just because we're huge, like Back to the Future fans. And so we wanted something to do with time travel. And we built some ideas around that and came up with other ideas to make it like a fun game to do that. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of just fine tuning and finding what works and what doesn't work. And so is Relic in its final state and ready to sell now, or are you still working out some of the, the details and the, the design and the whatever? So Relic is 
play tested, but I wouldn't necessarily call it in its final design at the moment. Um, we've so I've kind of taken over the head of social media presence and working on building that. And Clint's kind of taken on the head of the game development. So Clint uh, had other ideas for games as well. And um, so it's kind of like if he wants to take Relic to the next level, I'm there to support him in that. But he's kind of heading that. Or if he wants to come up with a new game, because uh, he's had several ideas, like I said. So he may decide to go a different game uh, route and start developing that. But we, we both, you know, assist each other with what we're working on at the time. So if everybody out there is listening and they're like, I've got to get this time travel game relic, they can't buy it just yet, is what you're saying. Correct. We're not okay. ready. We're not ready there. We're, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, okay. don't, don't quit developing that game. Keep on, Clint, because it's a great game. Don't make that game a relic. <laughs> I love <laughs> oh, it. Did I, what? Yeah. yeah. Bad dad jokes. No, seriously, it's a great game. Then. You guys need to pursue that and get that going. Now, as I say that, because, you know, we post our, these interviews online and somebody could be listening, you know, multi-years from now, and it might right. actually be out there. So this is, my, this is May 11th of 2020. So anytime after that date, it really could be out there for sale. Check it out. Lost Gravity Games and, and look for that. So... Um, you are, as you said, working on the social media end of things, which honestly, that can be a whole full-time job. It really right. is. <laughs> I didn't understand. I, I did not understand how much work goes into that kind of stuff. It's, it's pretty wild, but it's also really exciting and fun. So what are some of the, uh, tips and tricks and key things that you feel has taken you from, I mean, you just started this since quarantine began. So from literally zero followers because you hadn't posted anything to right. now you're, you know, you have a few hundred already, right? No, we're, we're a little under 200 right now. Okay. That's but, still, I mean, but that's, I mean, super exponential growth, especially, sure. uh, you know, when you're talking about people who are in the gun business and you cannot promote or <laughs> do anything to get your name out there except for organically in the gun business. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, Jason, you're a, you're a magician. <laughs> so How are jealous, you getting huh? all these followers? Yes, I am. So what have you found to be uh, successful at reaching people? Well, so for me, a big thing is I want to try to post regularly so that people are interested in following me. You know, if I, that, that, I feel like if it, if I, I look at it like if I were going to follow somebody, what would I want to see? And so that's where every every day or every other day I try to post something up. And um, the other thing is just I try to post things that are interesting to me. So I give I like to write a lot of text about the pictures that I post on online, um, give an idea about what the game that I'm playing is about and who might want to play it. Um, and yeah, just fun little ideas that that I have as far as like how to do like a quick little video of dice rolling or um, a cool shot of the game where you're like looking at it from a little character's perspective or something like that. Um, so just kind of being artsy with it in my own way. I'm not a super artsy person, but it's fun to kind of look at a board game a different way and not rather than as something to play, like something as a piece of art. And 
you know, I, I feel like the posts that have gotten the most uh, hits or likes or whatever you want to say uh, have been just the ones that I thought were cool um, and fun to play with. So when you are trying to, you know, sh show a new game, to people who are checked out on their cell phones. Guilty. Sorry, I've done that to you. Um, do you ever think to yourself, man, if I could just maybe film myself explaining this game, then maybe they would look at it on their cell phone and I wouldn't have to sit here and keep explaining it over and over and over again. Like, are, are you giving any thought to maybe being um, an influencer in that way or you know, kind of a game master for the masses instead of just our little family of four well, five. I'm going to answer him first really. that he probably would like to video it because if he did, then he wouldn't have to repeat it four times to you, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Jay. So, so what do I do when I land on there and I have, no, never mind. So that's actually super interesting because full disclosure, one of the things I do usually when I first get a game is I watch a video on how to play it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's tons of channels out there that I follow that will have any game you can think of on how to play the game. And he usually this run from about 10 minutes to 15 minutes. And that's the problem with teaching it to you guys because your attention span would not, like, we wouldn't be able to sit there for 15 minutes. Are you so, still even here right now? Why are we? Yeah. <laughs> you said you guys, you're not saying Cheryl. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you are a big problem. Up. You are a big problem, Dan. Thanks, Jay. Thanks. Nope. But yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I feel like there's already a lot of people that do fantastic videos on how to play games. Maybe sometime in the future, that'd be something that I would want to do. But um, I don't know, for me, my passion is I love to learn a new game and I love to play a new game and teach people new games. So um, I don't know, it's just, there's people that do a really good job with that. And when I'm teaching a game, I like to do it more organically because then if you have a specific question, I can usually just answer it right then rather than having to watch a 15 minute video. And then we'd have to like scroll back in the video and find out where that specific rule was. Um, so, yeah. Well, I'd still be playing like Hi Ho Cherio and Candyland <laughs> if it wasn't right. for you. And there are some, I'm seeing that wall of games behind you. And so uh, people that are listening uh, online and, and not watching like the YouTube version video of this, um, I'm so sad that you can't see all these beautiful, I mean, the artwork on them is beautiful. And uh, Plus they learn, you learn like uh, the ones with the, the scenic parks, mm -hmm. they talk about all the little things in the, yeah. so yeah, like parks and then wingspan uh, over mm -hmm. there that mm -hmm. has like every card on it is a different bird with a different fact about that bird. And mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's some really cool, like interesting in some games, there's some cool facts and things that you can find out um, about the real world. So what's your, the best game, best game you ever played? I, Honestly, I don't know. So my current favorite game right now is Scythe. I uh, knew you were going to say that. Which is over there. Mm -hmm. And it's super fun. It's Which it is, is that one? I forgot what that one oh is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my That's... gosh. Yeah. <laughs> don't even. There's a backstory there. Just it's don't a fun, even. It's, it is a fun game. There's a lot. So Scythe is your favorite. What's the hardest game you've ever played? Mm. There's a game called Gloomhaven uh, that I've played. And I tried to get 
a group to play it with me and they just all dropped out because it was too much for them to, to try to wrap their brains around. Um, but yeah, like each time you play it, it takes like 40 minutes to just set up the game. And then oh it's like another hour to two hours to play like one, one scenario in it. So it's, yeah, it's pretty intense, but it's really fun. Yeah. Um, once and then you get past all the setup. Right. And the other thing is all these legacy games that have come out now, those are really cool, but you've got to be committed because it's, yep. it's not just one night and you continue on, right? Yeah. So legacy games are, are a really cool thing because you play a game and then after you finish that game, depending on who wins or what you did during that game, it'll change the way you play the next game. And sometimes you're ripping up cards in the game. Sometimes you're writing on the game. Um, and That's so... so so yeah, wrong. it it, it kind of hurts me inside, but part of me it's like, oh man, that's kind of cool that I can rip up this this card. But <laughs> um, but yeah, you usually they're usually about ten games long, so you get ten different games, and then at the end of that, you get your own customized, like personalized board game that you can play later, um, based on all the things that you did throughout the the campaign. But let me tell you, the legacy ones, those get super uh, competitive. Oh yeah, because each time you win, you add your name to the permanent record on the game. You write on the game, Cheryl Todd won on this date. And when you start seeing, okay, I, we've played like five rounds and my name's not on the board yet, or mm -hmm. it's only on there once. I mean, it's, well, Jason, we've had some family fights. I'm yeah, not going to lie. You didn't tell Cheryl, <laughs> did you, Jason? What's what? that? We use permanent markers for our names and a wiping <laughs> marker for yours, Cheryl. So we can erase. Did we already play that that game, game six? No, we never played that one, Cheryl. I'm absolutely not shocked by that at all. And the <laughs> so the backstory when with the scythe when Dan's like, "Have we played that?" Is we have. He, look at all the games he has, right? Yeah. And so we're tr we try to rotate them out because for a while we get locked on one and that's all we play. So then by the time we get back around to one that we haven't played in a while, we all have that reaction like, do I, I don't know anything about this game. And Jason's like, don't tell me, I have to explain it all again. Right. Well, sometimes I do have to like reread the rule book a little bit because I can't keep all that in my head. But it's not yeah. like they're complicated. It's, they're just complicated <laughs> no they're not really complicated but they're detailed and yes. so so it, it's hard to remember okay on this game you did that it's 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 interesting Fun. well it's helpful for us like I feel like we play one game of a learning game just to figure out how to play it and then the next time we play it it's like the real version of the game where okay now you've got you can try to put together a strategy and and you know but the first time we play it it's usually all just Let's figure it out and, and see what how it works. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the one thing that was kind of positive with the coronavirus thing is that we've been playing about what, three or four nights a week mm -hmm. yeah. or three or four days a week. And it's really given us some quality time to, to learn these games and to learn how Jason wins all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you win a couple, Dan. It's all good. You win a, you win a handful. So there are games that are adult version that they have actually made versions for youth, right? Yes. Yep. Um, off the top of your head, can you think of a couple? So Catan has a kid's version, which is super cool. Scythe actually has a kid's version called really? My Little Scythe. Yep. My Little Scythe. <laughs> one that I'm kind of interested in getting because I know Raylan and Kinsley later will 
would enjoy that. Uh, Ticket to Ride has a kids version. So all there's there's like a handful of games that I would call gateway games, which are like for the person who's just played Monopoly and that's all they have ever played. You know, Catan, Ticket to Ride, um, the, the Azul is a really good one. Splendor is another one. Those are the type of games that for a first time person, it would be like, that's what I would recommend. And a lot of those have like a kid's version as well. So it's pretty, they're pretty neat. And then there are games that can actually, you can play with multiple people or even just one, right? Yep. Are any yeah, of those on the wall behind you? Yeah. So Wingspan and Scythe both have a single player version where you, you like, it has cards that tell you what the, like, the, of the game will do on its turn. And so you, you know can that. kind of play against it that way. Uh, I have a game called Unbroken that is just for one person. Um, and that was, that was a Kickstarter game that was kind of interesting. And so, yeah, a lot of the times those games, it's, it's more about, like, trying to get the best round that you can get. And then at the end, it'll tell you what your score is based on how you did. Um, and like the game will usually follow a certain set of rules each turn to, to keep it interesting. So what was that game that was real easy to learn? Because the first time you played it, it gave you the instruction. You played it the way they told you wingspan, to play. I think. Was that Wingspan? Yeah, that was Wingspan. That was, it was so It was like awesome the first four game. turns it told, told you what to do. Yeah, it was, you, yeah. you had a couple choices to make. So you were still playing the game, but it taught you. So that's the kind of game I like because it really explains to you what you're doing as you do it. For sure. So Jason, you, um, you are a gamer as well, right. which I think implies you like to play video games online. Um, so if you had a whole weekend mm -hmm. and you could only pick video games <laughs> or board games, what are you going to pick? So I would say if I am completely by myself, just me, I'll play video games probably. Uh, but if I'm with a, I've, if I'm in the same room with a group of people, it's going to be board games every time. It's, it's just so fun to play a game with somebody, chat, have snacks and, you know, just have a good time playing something together. That's so fun. And I, I agree. It's awesome for us that especially, you know, we're multi-generational, you know, we're uh, a family that, you know, some people don't even like their son-in-law. And I mean, I understand I'm your mother-in-law and I understand why you like me, but, uh -huh. right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but it's wonderful that we all enjoy doing this and that thankfully, since none of the rest of us wanted to read those long uh, instruction books that you don't mind, you know, watching the video and then, and then imparting it to us. But um, through this, uh, COVID season, this Corona season, a lot of families don't even have the opportunity to be together because they live in separate states or whatever. But what are you seeing or are you seeing that this, this quarantine life, hashtag quarantine life, uh, is it impacting the board game industry? Like are people spending more time around a table together uh, playing games? So uh, from what I've been reading online and in my personal experience it's definitely been positive for the board game industry um 
I, I'd say the, the thing that's getting hit the hardest are the little local shops that sell board games and only sell board games mm -hmm. because that's definitely not an essential business. So, you know, they're definitely getting hit hard for that. Um, and, but, you know, you can still order games online through, you know, different routes. Some of the games I buy through the, the people that make it and they have a website set up to ship it. Sometimes I'll order through Amazon or, um, you know, support a local business. But um, I would say the, the cool thing about board games and, and the industry right now is there's a lot of ways for people to play online. Um, so you can set up like a Zoom call and set some, somebody sets up the game and uh, some publishers have come out with rules for like remote play. Oh, so wow. you, they, you know, they explain what to do if you're playing it remotely like that. Um, there's also a program called Tabletop Simulator. And that's uh, on the computer, and it basically gives you a, a table, and you can set. They, people make all these games on there, um, and you can play them online with people. So it's basic, you know. The controllers controls are a little weird at first, but once you get used to it, it's like you're sitting there at at a table playing a game with somebody. Um, so digital versions of board games are definitely a thing um, and an option, as well as just you know zooming or whatever. FaceTime or calling together and then uh, playing the game that way is, uh, is another option. Well, as a manufacturer of a board game that you are now and you're doing Relic and some others, I think one of the forms of instructions on there should be no cell phones allowed at the game. That Absolutely. should be a rule. What do you think, Jay? I think every game should have like a little container that everybody has to put their phone in before the game starts. And if that gets open, then the game just stops. Or you lose Right, and you win. Yeah, you're instantly you're instantly eliminated if you take your phone out. And you have to cook dinner. <laughs> to cook dinner. Oh, that's good. You know, I you know I do agree with that, and it especially some games that move so fast. Yeah. It's very disruptive when when somebody's looking at their uh, their cell phone and they lose track of whether it's their turn or not. Not that that's ever you been would, me. Yeah, you wouldn't notice. No. That. I don't. How would she know that? Think that's ever happened but um, well it's you know, I, I so some games it. it's cool because they they make it where you get stuff on other people's turns yes so i've you know a lot of games not all games but a lot of games do that and it keeps you from getting distracted by something else because you're always wanting to see what the person is doing so you know if you're going to get whatever you're going to get space base is a great example of that mm -hmm. where uh that's right above my head there so um you know whenever anybody rolls you get to collect stuff no matter what the, depending on what they roll so you know through the whole game there's not really a moment for you to look away from the, from the table and take a break um unless everybody does yeah now i think that's that is smart and it does keep you engaged where you don't want to look away and you know the the basic example of that is you know on on monopoly when it was like pay me you know because like if somebody got doubles and they were going to roll again, you didn't want to miss that. So um, the, those games are smart. Um, well, we'll start wrapping up uh, pretty soon here because I know you've got to get back at it with all that you're doing. But of those games that you've set behind you or, or maybe another one in your mind, if there's somebody listening and they're like, you know, I, I kind of like board games, but I haven't done anything since either Scrabble or you know monopoly or some of those classics sorry or old maid um <laughs> some of them i like scythe that is 
that don't no, even that, try yeah, out of the no. gate. <laughs> That's not your first game at all. No. Um, can you think of, of one or two that you could encourage people, you know, try this new generation of games? So I think my top three, I'll, I'll do my top four suggestions for somebody who's never played anything out of these new games that have come out. Um, first suggestion, Ticket to Ride. Love That's it. That's a great starting game, very easy to play, but it's really fun. Lots of cool decisions. Uh, my next would be Catan. Doesn't have to be Star Trek Catan, but it can be uh, any version of Catan is a, is a really good, fun way for you to see what board games are today. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Splendor would be my next choice. Um, it's, a, it's another one where very simple rules, but it's really fun. You get to kind of build like you get more and more things each turn and so like by the end of the game it's one of those games where it ends and you're get you get like really mad that it ended because you're like oh i was doing such cool stuff every every time um and then my last suggestion would be azul uh that one is a huge hit with anybody that's anywhere um you know we, when we sit down with that people who don't normally play the games with, with they're here uh, and they don't want to play the hard ones, they'll usually sit down with Azul and, and play a couple rounds of that. So those no, would be four awesome choices. I definitely agree. And Splendor is one of the very rare and few games that I can actually beat Dan on. Mm -hmm. And I think all of those that you mentioned can be two-player. Yes? Well, yes. Yeah. All of them can be two-player. So, um, and then Azul, is that... The second, isn't there two versions of Azul, or am I getting There's confused? actually three. Oh, wow. Uh, so there, there's, this is the normal version of Azul, and then there's a, a second version that we, ha that we own, that we play, uh, something about Sagrada, I think, Stained Glass of Sagrada. Mm. And then there's a new, a third one called Summer Pavilion, and they all have, like, a basic theme of, like, grabbing tiles and using those tiles, but they all play just a little bit differently, and so... Yeah, I'd say any version of Azul is good um, for the most part, but if you're a new player, probably the original Azul is what you'd want to look for. Very cool. I really do agree with, with all of those. They're so fun, and um, especially the Ticket to Ride is educational because it's like a whole map of, and, they, and there's different areas, right? There's a Europe one. I think there's a yep. America There's a USA one, one um, but I think it takes place during like the, the like train revolution or whatever so a lot of things are are kind of from that time period um, but yeah they've got a bunch of different versions of ticket to ride for different areas so it's actually kind of cool to learn some geography uh when you play the game they could do a disneyland one they got a train Ooh. absolutely yeah. <laughs> they might just, wanna... there you go, just in a circle though all you get to yeah. do is circle. <laughs> i want to think about that all right. Well, this has been super fun and I'm hoping that it kind of, you know, sparks people to try something new for themselves or give somebody an idea about, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, creating a game or, you know, starting a business during this COVID season, you know, trying something new um, that, that it'll encourage people to do that. And so how do people follow you? How do they keep checking to see when Relic's going to be for sale? Um, follow you on Instagram, all those things. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and YouTube. I haven't put up any YouTube videos yet, 
because I finally was able to get my quarantine hair taken care of, uh, I think yesterday. <laughs> it was so, serious. Or no, people. Saturday. Was... So two days ago. But uh, <laughs> so maybe I'll put up some videos soon. But yeah, uh, Lost Gravity Games, if you search for us on any of those, um, we, we got lucky and got Lost Gravity Games on pretty much all of that. Uh, I've got an email account. Uh, it's lostgravitygames at gmail.com. So go ahead, shoot me an email. And if you ha want like a suggestion for something or a question, um, I'm usually pretty responsive on those. Uh, and yeah, just follow any, any of those, any of those uh, profiles. That's fantastic. So this is the part of it, the uh, interview where we usually, you know, say goodbye to you. And then, you know, Danny and I probably, you know, talk about you behind your back or, you know, something like that. <laughs> but um, I wonder, since we keep talking about, you know, we play together as a family and we spend so much time together as a family, are the kids there? Can we see them hop, yeah. hopping into the camera oh, shot? Come say hi. Hi, Raylan. Hi. Ryan. hi. Hello, Raylan and Kinsley. Hello, Kinsley. Hello. And mom, mom's being shy. Mom's being shy. Mom's like, I've been on before. Whatever. Raylan, how old are you? Five. Five. And do you play games with daddy? Yeah. What is your favorite game that you play? Red light, green light. Red light, oh. green light. Who wins? Um, Grandma. <laughs> yeah hi kids well that is a really fun and a really good game and um <laughs> and we've gotten where we we incorporate it with another game so that we put some reading into it so okay very good. Well, Kinsley, cool. thank you for popping in. Raylan, thank you for popping in. Jason, thank you for popping in. Yes. You're welcome. That was fun. Bye. Bye. Do you, is there a game waiting for us to learn? Is, are you ready to spring something on us? Or? I always have something to spring on you guys. I'm always <laughs> ready for something else when you guys are feeling bold. That is true. All right. Well, thank you again so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. Jason Jameson of Lost Gravity Games. Thanks so much, Jay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was super fun. Yes, it was. Oh, my gosh. And it is so much fun to play a game. We always hate when he brings a new one at first, right? Because we're like, oh, yep. now we got to learn again. But then we get hooked. And then, then he wants to play another game. And then he wants to play another game. Right. So, um, you know, this whatever coronavirus thing is really kind of getting out of hand, isn't it, Cheryl? It is far past getting out of hand. And I'm really, but I am encouraged because I'm starting to see signs of life uh, here in Arizona. The restaurants now can have in dining, in seated dining, however they're phrasing that. They've got to spread it out, you know. Um, so I don't think board game cafes are coming back anytime super soon because then you've got to touch the same yeah. game pieces as your your table mates. But uh, maybe by the end of the month, things would get better back to normal. But in Arizona, it does look like a couple of things are opening up. But I just, I almost just want to do another rant, but I, I really can't. <laughs> but what's going on in California? I mean, they, <laughs> I saw a video or a clip a couple of days ago where they, somebody took a dummy 
and made it look like he was fishing. And they had like three police officers yes. slowly approach him, yes. all of them close to each other. Oh and goodness. finally they arrested the dummy for his uh, yeah. one person being on the beach. And then the guy on the wakeboard out in the middle of the ocean that they used a, a boat to uh, uh, pull him over. And then they take people that are in jail for crimes, let them out so they can make room for people that are breaking the law with the coronavirus. And yeah. it's like, it just, you Where's know what? The logic? We, we need, if we're going to do something, we, we need to have some sense to it. Wait, so what was that game again? Ticket to Ride and it's all about trains. We need one with a logic train. Yes. Right? <laughs> because it would be falling off the tracks. It, it's felt. It's, all, it's off the track. Yes. All the time. Uh, one more thing about that, and then we'll wrap up. Weren't you saying somewhere, now you're allowed? We love that word, right? Allowed. Oh, we're free allowed. sovereign yeah. citizens in a free sovereign nation, and we're allowed, right, to be, uh, you can go fishing, right? You mm -hmm. can have a pole. You can have, you know. Yes, but you can't. Get this. You can go fishing but you can't have a chair. That's, that is a bridge too far, people. A chair. You leave your chairs at home because chairs somehow make people get corona. Of the butt, maybe. The <laughs> you're not, allowed, maybe, to, you're not maybe, allowed to say that. Yes, you can. Maybe that's the deal. <laughs> what do we know? We don't know anything. Maybe I mean, tell me, what is it about the chair? Maybe the coronavirus exactly. cherishes it. Oh. I don't know, but that is, isn't that strange when you, that's the deal. It's like when they first started this thing, they said, no kids go to school, but then the kids could go to the boys and girls club. Yeah. And that kind of is no my first there. sign, right? My first sign. But then now when we do stuff like, oh yeah, you can go to the beach, but you can't set in a chair. Was this California? It had to be California. It's California. Of course it is. Yeah. So anyway, just, um, just pray. <laughs> Pray for our nation. Are, are you taking no, my lines? I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you, we need to pray that people can get logic. We do. Absolutely. That's a good place to close. Because, um, you know, it's not, this Corona thing is not all fun and games. No. Uh, huh? no. But I'm not, I'm not going to quit my day job. And sorry. it's also not bored. No. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I'm bored of all of this coronavirus stuff. But it is kind of a gamble, which is a game, you know, game, you know. All right. That's enough of that. Okay. Yeah. So thank you to our awesome listeners. I hope today has given somebody like a, a spark. Yeah, it's a little different you know? today, isn't it? Kind of like, hey, I've been thinking about doing something, a new something in my life. And here's somebody that, you know, he took some, he took his hobby and he's figured out how to turn it into a job e right which is our whole life that's what we've right. always done um but just you know getting kids your family together to yeah. play games it's it's, it's priceless. priceless yeah yeah all right thank you so much to our listeners what we do here wouldn't mean as much if it weren't for you so thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us, your most precious commodity. Thank you so much to Jason, our son-in-law, Jason Jameson, for all that he does in, in his life. And for marrying my daughter too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that that's who she married. We kept thinking we only have one child. What if, what if we don't like our son-in-law? What's going to happen? You know, 
Oh, what if he doesn't like us? That's that's when impossible. you move. Across, that's when you move across the country. Oh, yeah. But maybe. not not everybody that moves across the country does it because of, they don't like their son. That's true. Or, that's true. If you didn't hear it here, if that's no. the case. But anyway, <laughs> until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our representatives, our leaders. Do it double time. Do it double time. All of them. Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Yes, you need to pray for the ones that you don't like as well. <laughs> He's shaking his head no as he says that, by the way. And I think his fingers might be crossed behind his back. So anyway, uh, have a great week. Be good to each other. And God bless. Bye.